On God Said, Man Said, you'll find over 1,050 features that prove scholastically and pragmatically that God's Word in the majority text authorized King James Version of the Holy Bible is the absolute inerrant truth. We certainly are not at a loss to defend the gospel of the glorious Jesus Christ. It is surely true and righteous altogether. Men do not resist because the great philosophers have disproved the Holy Bible. No, they resist because their deeds are evil. Men do not resist because the scientific disciplines of biology, geology, anthropology, neurology, medicine, or archaeology have disproved the Holy Bible. No, they resist because their deeds are evil. Men do not resist because the theory of evolution has disproved the Holy Bible. No, they resist because their deeds are evil. Jesus Christ, the King of glory, frames it exactly in John three eighteen through 21. He that believeth on him is not condemned, but he that believeth not is condemned already, because he hath not believed in the name of the only begotten Son of God. And this is the condemnation, that light is come into the world, and men love darkness rather than light, because their deeds were evil. For every one that doeth evil hateth the light, neither cometh to the light, lest his deeds should be reproved. But he that doeth truth cometh to the light, that his deeds may be made manifest that they are wrought in God. Dear visitor, have you yet to see the light? Today everything for you will change if you follow me with your heart in a simple prompt. This verse is a description of what awaits you in mere moments. Second Corinthians 5.17 Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. Today... You will be born again, born a very real second time, this time of the Spirit of God. Today, all your sin and its shame will be washed away by Christ's cleansing blood. Today, all of Satan's bondages will be broken, the bigger the better. Today, you will have a new father, and he will give you a new name and record it in heaven's book of birth certificates, the Lamb's book of life. Today, angels will be dispatched to encamp about you. Today, you will love everybody, even your enemies. Finally, today will be the best day of your life, and tomorrow will be better. Can you imagine? This is only the beginning. Today, your opportunity stands before you. Will you choose life and live? Follow me in this simple prompt, and everything changes. Here it is. Click on the Further with Jesus for childlike instructions and immediate entry into the kingdom of God. Now for today's subject. God said, Genesis 1-1, In the beginning God created the heaven and the earth. God said, Daniel chapter 12, verse 10, Many shall be purified and made white and tried, but the wicked shall do wickedly, and none of the wicked shall understand, but the wise shall understand. God said, 2 Corinthians 4, 3 and 4, But if our gospel be hid, it is hid to them that are lost, and whom the God of this world hath blinded the minds of them which believe not, 
lest the light of the glorious gospel of Christ, who is the image of God, should shine upon them. Man said, As far as I'm concerned, the universe revolves around me because I'm special. I love cars, food, clothes, jewelry, booze, and dope. I love boys, girls, men, and women. I love everybody, even my enemies. Well, not really, but saying so makes me sound so cool. If you want the truth, I especially detest those Bible-thumping Christians who always try to rain on my parade. Now the record. Welcome to God Said, Man Said, feature 1051, that will again declare the marvelous inerrancy of God's beautiful book. All of these powerful features are archived here in text and streaming audio for the building up of the faith and as weapons and the ongoing war for the lost souls of the sons and daughters of men. Every Thursday Eve, God willing, they grow by one. Thank you for visiting today. May God's face shine upon you with light and truth, and may your faith be magnified. A gross darkness, a deep darkness you can feel, is engulfing this world in the form of a devilish global mindset. It is true that this darkness began in the Garden of Eden, but as we get closer to the end, expect very rapid acceleration stacking the devil's business atop the devil's business. The unsaved are oblivious to the impending doom, but all the righteous understand. The prophet Daniel writes in chapter 12, verse 10, Many shall be purified and made white and tried, but the wicked shall do wickedly, and none of the wicked shall understand, but the wise shall understand. Charles Darwin did not create the theory of evolution, but he did popularize help develop, and drive it into the world's psychic to the point that the theory has claimed the status of academia's God. The born again are commanded not to be ignorant of Satan's devices, 2 Corinthians 2.11, and evolution is foundational to Satan's last day's agenda. If evolution is the God of academia, then it should attempt to answer all of life's questions, even as the Bible it pretends to replace does, and evolution does answer those questions. Life's three classic questions are an excellent example of the answers evolution gives its adherents. One, where did I come from? The Bible tells us that we were spoken into existence by God out of that which is invisible, literally being made in the very glorious image and likeness of God himself. Evolution replaces this with an explosion out of nothing, and boom! Here comes life from non-life, wiggling out of a mysterious primordial soup, just wiggling away until it finally becomes you. Keep in mind that one of those wiggles is your new cousin, a mushroom. So satisfying to the inquiring mind, don't you think? Two, why am I here? The Bible informs us that our original purpose is to prosper in fellowship with our Creator. After the fall, our purpose expands to include reconciliation of the lost by the preaching of the cross unto eternal life. Evolution would replace this noble purpose with nothing, absolutely nothing at all, no overarching purchase, uh, purpose, excuse me, one of evolution's own, Dr. Susan Blackmore, said, In the end, nothing matters, and everything is impermanent, and you can't hang on to anything. If you really think about evolution and why we human beings are here, 
you have to come to the conclusion that we are here for absolutely no reason at all. That can be scary, but it can also be comforting. End of quote. Man, that's that's really gratifying. Number three, where do I go when I die? The Bible lays out God's magnificent promise of eternal life in Christ Jesus and the unspeakably marvelous new heaven and new earth. Evolution, on the other hand, offered its adherents nothing. When you're dead, you're dead. And that's all she wrote. Wow. Can't wait for all that nothingness. Evolution offers answers. They are one, nothing, two, nothing, three, nothing. Evolution is the devil's doctrine void of any good thing. In regard to lovely eternal fruit, you'll find nothing. It's a doctrine of deadly blasphemy. It is an abomination. Distance yourself from it, for it is a real lying spirit. Evolution is the religion of unbelief and is commonly portrayed as proven science, when this is not even remotely close. It has never been proven and will never be proven for a very obvious reason. It is not true. In the second edition of Evolution, The Greatest Deception in Modern History, written by Roger G. Gallup, Ph.D., you'll find the following excerpts. Macroevolution is another name for evolution. It is theoretical changes in an individual because of new genetic information introduced into the gene pool, which, in turn, produces a new kind or category of organism. Such changes have never been observed within living populations. Evolution has never been observed within fossils or living populations. There are no transitional types and no known biological processes for evolution. Mutations are overwhelmingly destructive. Question is, can you tell me anything you know about evolution, any one thing, any one thing that is true? I tried that question on the geology staff at the Field Museum of Natural History, and the only answer I got was silence. I tried it on the members of the Evolutionary Morphology Seminar in the University of Chicago, a very prestigious body of evolutionists, and I got, all I got there was silence for a long time, and eventually one person said, I do know one thing. It ought not to be taught in high school. Dr. Colin Patterson, Senior Paleontologist, British Museum of Natural History, London, from the keynote address at the American Museum of Natural History, New York City. Evolution is a fairy tale for grown-ups. This theory has helped nothing in the progress of science. It is useless. Professor Lewis Born, former president of the Biological Society of Strasbourg and director of the Strasbourg Zoological Museum, later director of research at the French National Center of Scientific Research and quoted in The Advocate. Scientists who go about teaching that evolution is a fact of life are great con men, and the story they are telling may be the greatest hoax ever. In explaining evolution, we do not have one iota of fact. That's from Dr. T.N. Tamison, Atomic Engineer Commission, USA, as quoted in Evolution and the Emperor's New Clothes. Darwinian evolution only has chance mutations at its disposal 
because no advanced thinking can possibly be allowed. There is no way that the nucleotides can arrange themselves in a predefined code since this assumes prior knowledge. Thus, the very existence of the DNA-coded language stalls evolution at the first hurdle. Andrew McIntosh in six days. If they eventually make a computer as small as a cell, with a huge information storage capacity like DNA, and I scoff and claim, you didn't do that. It just came about by accident. They will rightly consider me a fool. Thomas F. Hines on How Life Began. Not a single unequivocal transitional form with transitional structures in the process of evolving has ever been observed within the billions of known fossils. And finally, Radiocarbon dating has proven accurate to about 4,000 years when artifacts could be calibrated to known dates, and dates older than 5,000 years could not be calibrated since there is no known historical material beyond that time. End of quotes. Why do the world's wisest cling so ridiculously to their impossible arguments? You'll find this paragraph in the book Evolutionists Say the Oddest Things, which is a quote from Thomas Nagel, professor of philosophy and law at New York University, in the last word, Oxford University Press, page 130. I am talking about something much deeper, namely the fear of religion. I speak from experience, being strongly subject to this fear myself. I want atheism to be true, and am made uneasy by the fact some of the most intelligent and well-informed people I know are religious believers. It isn't just that I don't believe in God and naturally hope that I'm right in my belief. It's that I hope there is no God. I don't want there to be a God. I don't want the universe to be like that. It's not true, but embrace they do. Why does it go on untouched by even a smidgen of mainstream critical review? Satan, the God of this world, has blinded their minds. 2 Corinthians 4, 3 and 4. But if our gospel be hid, it is hid to them that are lost, in whom the God of this world hath blinded the minds of them which believe not, lest the light of the glorious gospel of Christ, who is the image of God, should shine unto them. One of the major signs of the grand finale the end of the world as we know it, and the lead-up to the very battle of Armageddon is a global spirit of strong delusion, Second Thessalonians 2, 8 through 12. And then shall that wicked be revealed, whom the Lord shall consume with the spirit of his mouth, and shall destroy with the brightness of his coming, even him whose coming is after the working of Satan, with all power and signs and lying wonders, and with all deceivableness of unrighteousness, and them that perish, because they received not the love of the truth that they might be saved. And for this cause, God shall send them strong delusion, that they should believe a lie, that they all might be damned, who believed not the truth, but had pleasure in unrighteousness. It's here. All the redeemed can see it. Evolution's problems are huge and not just stupid. Its baggage should bury it instantly, but not now, not yet. Several excerpts follow from J. Bergman, Ph.D.'s book, Evolution's Blunders, Frauds, and Forgeries. 
Dr. Bergman's uh, academic accomplishments are nigh unto legendary, including nine degrees and two PhDs, one in human biology. Dr. Bergman writes of paleoanthropologist Ami Rutat, the conservator of the Belgian Museum from 1847 to 1933. Rutat's most ambitious museum project was the three-dimensional reconstruction of human evolution display based on his ideas that humans evolved from a bestial precursor to modern man, and this accordingly could be documented by the eolith stones, artifacts believed to be crude evolutionary precursors of paleolithic tools that were claimed to document human brain evolution. In this and other displays, the Negro was often represented as a less evolved evolutionary stage compared to the white race. The human statues were all crafted to depict some combination of simian and human, often Negro traits, assembled according to his eolith theory, not fact. In true Darwinian fashion, his view was that the white Europeans were the vanguard of progress and that war was actually necessary for progress, both ideas that were woven into his eolith theory. He also relied heavily on racism, concluding that the three human races had only a very distant common ancestor. Bergman goes on to write about other failed attempts to prove evolution through deeply disturbing methods. Several leading scientists in Europe in the early 20th century seriously discussed crossing anthropoid apes with humans to document macroevolution. Biologists justified this research by emphasizing the close biological link between apes and humans. They concluded that successful human-ape hybrids would blur the boundaries between humans and anthropod apes, supporting the ape-to-human evolutionary descent. The London Zoo mammal curator, Dr. Desmond Morse, wrote that the scientific interest of such an experiment, if successful, would be tremendous. For this research, putative, racially inferior people, where the distance uh, between man and the animal was small, were selected to help ensure that the experiment would be successful. Ilya Ivanov specialized in the fields of artificial insemination and the interspecific hybridization of animals. He repeatedly attempted and failed to breed Negroes with primates partly to prove Darwinism. Ironically, at the time these experiments were being attempted, it was widely believed that mixing races produced racial degeneration because it was assumed the lower race would always bring down the higher race, a theory called hybrid degeneracy. Nancy Steppen, professor emeritus of history at Columbiana University and known for research on eugenics, wrote that the hybrid degeneracy thesis was widely supported by evolutionary biology, adding that John Lubbock, Darwin's friend and a prolific writer of popular and evolutionary biology, quoted Darwin as saying that crossed races of men are singularly savage and degraded, and added that when two races, both low on the scale, are crossed, the progeny seems to be eminently bad. Darwin concluded that the degraded state of so many half-castes is in part due to reversion to a primitive and savage condition induced by the act of crossing, as well as to the unfavorable moral conditions under which they generally exist. This is one reason why hybrid researchers usually wanted to breed apes with Negroes, 
and not Caucasians. The eminent apologist, evolutionist, Professor Carl Voigt, distinguished, as did most biologists in the second half of the 19th century, between crosses of allied races such as Negroes and apes and distant ones such as white humans and apes, end of quote. The following paragraph is from The Origin of the Species Revisited, Volume 2, written by W.R. Byrd, and he describes evolution's racist past. Evolutionary values have also borne fruit in controversial political views, and the extrapolations from Darwinism to either humanity or society are not separable from Darwin's own views, nor are they chronologically subsequent. They are integral. Social Darwinism arose as an economic survival of the fittest. Marxism has a good deal in common with the evolutionist faith, as Marx recognized in saying that the origin of the species contains the basis in natural history for our view and in offering to dedicate volume two of Das Kapital to Darwin. Biological arguments for racism increased by orders of magnitude following the acceptance of evolutionary theory as Darwin categorized the Negro as among the savage races. Nazism defended genocide on an evolutionary survival of the fittest races, and Hitler consciously sought to make the practice of Germany conform to the theory of evolution, end of quote. Something is conspicuously missing from this conversation. Evolution is a major global driver of racism and definitely white supremacy. Evolution was seen as highly beneficial to Marxism by its founder, Karl Marx. Evolution was Adolf Hitler's driving paradigm. Where is the cancel culture? Did we miss their vociferous attacks? Millions upon millions of premature deaths, public shaming, and persecution of the so-called inferior races, as well as so much more to come, all a product of the devil's deadly doctrine of evolution. Where are the rioters lining up at the universities and museums? Where are their signs of protest, their Molotov cocktails hurled at the offending institutions of such damaging dogma? Where are the chants calling for death to Darwin, death to Darwin, death to Darwin? The February 2021 issue of Answers Insider found these excerpts from the feature, Where is the Cancel Culture?, written by Ken Ham. The late Stephen Jay Gould of Harvard University said of Darwin's work, Biological arguments for racism may have been common before 1859, but they increased by orders of magnitude following the acceptance of evolutionary theory. Sir Arthur Keith, an atheist anthropologist, shares some of those evil fruits, stating, To see evolutionary measures and tribal morality being applied vigorously to the affairs of a great modern nation, consider Germany of 1942. We see Hitler devoutly convinced that evolution produces the only real basis for a national policy of organized human slaughter. One of the main biology textbooks used in U.S. public school science classes in the early 1900s stated, At the present time, there exist upon the earth five races. The highest type of all, the Caucasian, is represented by the civilized white inhabitants of Europe and America. 
So where is the cancel culture when it comes to Darwin? Well, they revere him. He is the high priest of their secular religion because he proposed a mechanism to explain life by natural processes so people could justify rejecting God and become their own God and do whatever is right in their own eyes, end of quote. The cancel culture has been ordered to stand down. Satan is the master of subtlety, Genesis 3.1, but with just a little bit of effort, he can be clearly seen. The world's science has become the god of this world, and there is no surprise when one remembers that it was the quest for carnal knowledge that robbed mankind of immortality and ushered in the dreadful law of sin and death. The first woman, Grandmother Eve, was beguiled by the devil to commit an act of unbelief and disobedience to eat of the forbidden tree of the knowledge of good and evil. Grandmother Eve saw the tree and thought, a tree to be desired to make one wise, Genesis 3, verse 6. True science is of God, for science simply means knowledge, and God is the author of all true knowledge. Science that rejects the God of the Bible is known in 1 Timothy as false science, false knowledge, and this is where the devil hides in wait for the unsuspecting. 1 Timothy 6, 20 and 21. O Timothy, keep that which is committed to thy trust, avoiding profane and vain babblings and oppositions of science, falsely so called, which some professing have erred concerning the faith. Grace be with thee. Amen. At this place of false knowledge, evil becomes good and good becomes evil. At this place, children come to birth and wonder, am I a boy or a girl? Evolution is religion and not science. It is a false religion built on false knowledge, and it truly takes more faith in their unbelief in order for evolution to have standing than the childlike faith required to believe the Word of God, which, by the way, is readily provable by various credible third-party sources. Evolution is religion, false religion, and not science at all. I think you'll find the following comparative example striking. When one arrives at the houses of faith where God's word is the standard of all that is true, one is greeted by the cross of Christ, the epitome of God's love and eternal promise. Here at the cross, you inherit everything beautiful, even everlasting life. Keep in mind as you read part two of the comparison that science is carnal man's God, but unfortunately, they cling to false knowledge. When one arrives at the houses of carnal academia's worship, their great universities and museums of unbelief, one is typically greeted by a dinosaur, the number one standard bearer, the icon, the champion of their unbelief. The word dinosaur was coined, first introduced, into the world's lexicon in 1841 by Sir Richard Owens, and it means terrible lizard. Prior to 1841, the dinosaur carried its biblical identifiers of dragon, leviathan, and behemoth. At the carnal world's house of worship, one is greeted by the dinosaur slash dragon, and not the cross. Revelation 12, 1 through 13 is very telling indeed. And there appeared a great wonder in heaven, a woman clothed with the sun and the moon under her feet, and upon her head a crown of twelve stars. And she being with child cried, travailing in birth and pain to be delivered. 
And there appeared another wonder in heaven. And behold, a great red dragon, having seven heads and ten horns and seven crowns upon his heads. And his tail drew the third part of the stars of heaven and did cast them to the earth. And the dragon stood before the woman, which was ready to be delivered for to devour her child as soon as it was born. And she brought forth a man-child who was to rule all nations with a rod of iron. And her child was caught up unto God and to his throne. And the woman fled into the wilderness where she hath a place prepared of God, that they should feed her three, uh, there, feed her there, excuse me, a thousand two hundred and threescore days. And there was war in heaven. Michael and his angels fought against the dragon, and the dragon fought and his angels, and prevailed not, neither was their place found any more in heaven. And the great dragon was cast out, that old serpent called the devil and Satan, which deceiveth the whole world. He was cast out into the earth, and his angels were cast out with him. And I heard a loud voice saying in heaven, Now has come salvation and strength, and the kingdom of our God and the power of his Christ. For the accuser of our brethren is cast down, which accused them before our God day and night. And they overcame him by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of their testimony, and they loved not their lives unto death. Therefore rejoice, ye heavens, and ye that dwell in them. Woe to the inhabitants of the earth and of the sea, for the devil is come down unto you, having great wrath, because he knoweth that he hath but a short time. And when the dragon saw that he was cast unto the earth, he persecuted the woman which brought forth the man-child. At the carnal world's churches of unbelief, one is greeted by the devil, the dragon, the dinosaur, who offers in regard to all good things nothing, nothing, nothing. Don't expect to see the cancel culture anytime soon. Satan has ordered hands off. In summary, evolution is the god of academia. Evolution is a major promoter of racism and white supremacy. Evolution is the darling of Marxism. Evolution was foundational to Hitler's Nazism and his rationale for genocide in his quest for the purification of the pure Aryan race. Hitler, generally synonymous with pure evil, endorsed evolution, so how bad must it be? Where is the cancel culture? Where are the rioters with their signs and Molotov cocktails? God said, Genesis 1-1, In the beginning God created the heaven and the earth. God said, Daniel 12, verse 10, Many shall be purified and made white and tried, but the wicked shall do wickedly, and none of the wicked shall understand, but the wise shall understand. God said, 2 Corinthians 4, 3 and 4, But if our gospel be hid, it is hid to them that are lost, and whom the God of this world hath blinded the minds of them which believe not, lest the light of the glorious gospel of Christ, who is the image of God, should shine unto them. Man said, as far as I'm concerned, the universe revolves around me because I'm special. I love cars, food, and clothes, jewelry, booze, and dope. I love boys, girls, men, and women. I love everybody, even my enemies. Well, well, not really, but saying so makes me sound so cool. If you want the truth, I especially detest those Bible-thumping Christians who always try to rain on my parade. Now you have the record.